Barb, the UK's Nielsen, has tapped Meta Broadcast and Gracenote to optimise TV audience measurement by cleaning up the metadata. Interviews with company execs explain why you should too. Listen on to hear more. This is End Screen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at End Screen Media, and today is December 7th, 2023. What if I told you that you have a problem lurking in the bowels of your business that is limiting your revenue growth and threatening to derail your future? If your business is TV entertainment, you almost certainly have this problem and nobody in the company knows it even exists. Today's podcast is all about the problem and how Barb in the UK is correcting it with the help of Meta Broadcast and Gracenote. The content descriptive information in the metadata is the lifeblood of the television industry. Movies and shows can't be found without it, ads can't be monetized, and the creators, actors and writers can't get paid without the metadata. Over the last few years, the number of sources of TV metadata services use has multiplied as their needs have grown. And AI video processing is causing an order of magnitude growth in the metadata companies must handle. The massive growth in this metadata complexity and quantity leads to inconsistencies, duplication and errors in the data stores of services and technology providers. Unfortunately, many companies aren't even aware there is a problem. Barb, the authority on TV watching in the UK, has taken action to clean its metadata with the help of Meta Broadcast and Gracenote. On Thursday, December 6th, 2023, Gracenote and Meta Broadcast announced a three-year contract renewal with Barb to operate its content ID and genre allocation systems. Implicit in the deal is that the companies will clean up the metadata and ensure consistency, remove duplications and correct errors. In the following two interviews about the Barb deal, I talked with Jamie McKinley, who is CEO of Meta Broadcast, and Vikram Korkani, VP of Strategic Initiatives in EMEA for Gracenote. They explain how the problems like data duplication occur, how to fix them, why the issues are endemic to the industry, and how to assess the state of your metadata. But before we get to those interviews, Endscreen Media is partly supported by its sponsors, and we've had some great ones, including Gracenote, who's interviewed here, Verizon, TiVo, Metrological, and many others. If you'd like to become a sponsor and help keep the lights on here, Email sales at endscreenmedia.com. There are many benefits, including being acknowledged in this podcast and being able to run banners on the site to tell my audience which conferences you're going to be at, the latest white papers and other information that might be useful to them. So please consider talking with your marketing department or your PR department about becoming a sponsor of Endscreen Media. Now, on with the interviews. 
And I'm delighted to welcome Jamie McKinley, who is CEO of Meta Broadcast, to the podcast. Welcome, Jamie. Hi, Colin. Good to be here. Now, I've got a feeling that people may not be familiar with Meta Broadcast. Some of us, some of our smart, smart audience, I'm sure, will be. But for those that don't, why don't you give us a thumbnail of who Meta Broadcast is? So, Meta Broadcast is a specialist metadata business that's focused on elevating the value of metadata to media and entertainment businesses. So we have a we have a cloud active data platform where we help unify, nominalize and enrich data for uh, for businesses that are wanting to extend and 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 to create excellent customer experiences. What we've realized is that the, the metadata is one of the key assets that organizations need to be using fully to, to fully exploit their opportunities in the market zone. Um, as a business, we're slightly differently positioned from metadata providers in, in that we're agnostic on data. Our role is really to help the operator, the broadcaster, the streamer, the, the pay TV platform to link all of the data sources they have available to them and then merge that into a single source of truth. And that source of truth will be uh, able to deliver high quality metadata um, into all of their customer facing systems. Very good. So let's we're going to dig into some of uh, some of what you said for sure to get a little bit more detail. But maybe we should talk about the big announcement that you have today with GraceNote. And so why don't you just, well, first of all, this is for Barb. So who, who remind us, who, who is Barb? So Barb is the uh, British audience measurement organization uh, tasked with drawing together all of the viewing that happens in the United Kingdom and matching that to a process called Dovetail, which feeds into the advertising bureaus. And it's the mechanism for them to be able to work out who's watching what and when. So basically they're Nielsen, but in the UK. Yes, absolutely. Good summary. Right. Okay, good. So tell us about the announcement that you have today. Yeah, so um, we're very excited to announce that we've been selected to partner with Barb for, for another three-year period. So we've already been operating the, the service or parts of the service for the last four or five years. And um, Barb went, as they are a JIC, went through a, uh, a formal RFP process, uh, which we uh, which we were able to to win. And sorry, really, what is JIC? Uh, what is a JIC? A joint industry committee. Ah, OK. Very so good. It effectively means that, that they've got a stakeholder board of broadcasters and paid platforms um, who they uh, who they work for on behalf of. So that's how they're funded. Very good. And really what the objective of the exercise is is uh, to ensure they get the best deal that they can in the market but it's also to support them in a increasingly complex journey as viewing is moving on to lots of different platforms and previously it was monitoring linear tv and then a bit of catch-up tv and now it's streaming and now it's uh, professional content on social media uh, networks and so barb have a uh, they are they're looking to measure fit what they call fit for TV content wherever it is wherever the viewer is, and that of course complicates and extends what they need to be able to integrate with to to draw that together into one viewing 
panel if you like and and that's really what we're doing for them we're we provide that central point where we're integrating um, 80 different broadcasters 300 plus channels 15 different catch-up services and and 20 streamers um, everything that is watched in the UK on any 24-hour period we draw that into one unified normalized um, file and that that data is used to match against the panel information. So one of the critical things there is your your what they what you call deduplicating the data. What what, what does that mean? Yeah, so data accuracy is 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 very important. And I think when we when we look at duplications, um, it could be, for example, it, it effectively at the, at the base level in our product we've got a registry and that registry carries all of the unique ids for programs and what you'll find is that it could be that they the broadcaster has one episode but they've got three different codes that they're using for that episode and that will be missed by uh, the by the advertising agencies unless someone can recognize that those three episodes were the same thing so what you had was a, a program that was registered on the linear service with a code something that was sitting in their catch-up archive and then some, the same pro- product on a uh, you know license to a streaming service so what we help do is we you know really the at the core our core technology is enabling us to to identify and validate a piece of content and making sure that is extremely accurate so we we will identify everything in the uk um, within three hours to 99.9 percent accuracy using automation we'd have any editors um, looking at that and what you know the core technology will help and certainly in, in bob's case just ensure the data is accurate. So why does it matter to me that the data is duplicated? I mean, just so long as I pull a record that's got the, the listing and, and the description of the content, isn't that good enough? Well, I think if you look at in another context, if you were a broadcaster and you might have data coming in from different places, you've probably got some of your own data. What you want to do in merging that data together it's, it's probable that you're underutilizing assets you already have, and it's probable that you're over buying, you're, you're over provisioning on metadata that you don't need. So the class, you know, so if everyone, you know, if you consider that at the moment in the marketplace, organizations are really focused on doing more with less, being as efficient as they can. This is a really obvious one to to look to look at is to say, well what is the status of our metadata if we collate that information into one single source of truth what you discover is that they might have three different sources for the same piece of information and if you're opening it effectively means you're paying twice or in some cases paying for something you've given somebody else to sell back to you so the reality is that there is a significant cost efficiency sort of focus if you like for this and i I think the the other side of it is just operational efficiency if you don't have your data well organized and perhaps it's confusing and you you might have multiple assets you don't want customers latching and seeing two programs logged 
and it could be but it's the same program and then the episode numbering is wrong and that that could create confusion and it just looks bad and you don't want your customers to be confused at all and you want them you you also want your data to be used effectively and i was recently at a conference where one of the executives were talking about poor metadata creating operational drag in their organization and fundamentally it's the old if you put bad petrol into the machine it's not going to run as 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 well as it might do if you've put high performance petrol in and it's that it's that simple is ensuring that the data that is being used is as effective as possible so I love that phrase, operational drag. That's a, that's a very evocative phrase. So very clearly, one very specific reason why you might want to deduplicate and make sure you're not uh, duplicating data is that it saves you money because you're not paying for stuff that you 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 don't need. That's very yeah. definitely one. But there's some other really strong reasons, right? Because uh, our future, well, uh, Discovery's future looks to be guided in some respects by the application of AI and machine learning going forward. The, getting that to operate, just like you need to give a human being good data, you have to give that stuff good data too, right? Yeah, that's right. And so, you know, anything, if you put rubbish in, you're going to get rubbish out. So the reality is that something you can control quickly, you should do. And so the reality is that everyone has the ability to get on top of and put structure into their metadata. And it's very interesting that businesses that seem to be struggling at the moment are the ones with with minimal specification and structure around how they do this. And so you know, a good example is genre. So genre, as we know, is now vital to to streaming organizations in terms of uh, their customers finding content. And, you know, what we've seen recently is uh, organizations with their data. um, In fact, the the classic one was there was a, they had genre for children TV. They had genre for kids. They had genre for kids with a Z and they had family. And if, if someone was searching on kids, they were not seeing because they didn't have any mapping at all between those things into one single sort of truth. So they just fundamentally weren't accessing three quarters of the, uh, fam, you know, the, the family movies that were available. So you've got to get these things, you know, so structure, getting that right, getting your data in a, a, um, organized is the first step. And the next step is to analyze the, the fields you need for specific use cases. We talked about voice search. You talk about, uh, personalization um recommendations all of these things require excellent metadata and i think as we look forward and to your point about ai i think is, is an appropriate one because um i was at a recent aws event where they had they had noted that um, the amount of meta descriptive metadata available to the m e market has gone up 300 percent in the last six months and it's going up because a lot more ai driven information is being fed in and so you have to have a place to put that data you've got to make sure it's aligned properly to the programs it should be aligned to you you, you might choose not to surface that information that's your choice but if it's there people are going to be able to find that content by using free speech um, um, searching and you you know i think when you're talking about voice search where someone is going to 
you know, it's much more like asking Siri for something. You can say, I want every Al Pacino movie uh, in the 1980s that where he was a cowboy. You know, how are you going to get that level, that granularity of detail if you, if you, if it's not coming from a piece of content that's been microanalyzed by AI or something like that, where you're getting tags, you're getting mood information, there's attitude information, there's sustain, there's, um, there's suitability information. Um, there's a vast quantities of data coming in. But if you don't have your basic structure in place, that's going to be problematic. Yeah, yeah, it's so important going forward with the drive towards um, ads. Engagement is critical. Content being found is just so much more important. And frankly, it sounds like people just don't know what monsters lie lurking in their metadata. So how do they get smart? How do they figure out if they're ready for some of these new sophisticated AI-driven uh, personalization and use cases? Well, the good news, Collins, we've got a good answer for that, which is call <laughs> us. I thought, <laughs> I thought we'll, you might we'll have. show you the way. I mean, so, yeah, I'm mean, joking apart. I mean, what, what we've been doing recently is we recently launched uh, an audit process where we can actually go and uh, help an organization audit their metadata uh, from wherever it is. It could be internal sources. It could be uh, paid for scheduled information. It could be added value enrichment sources from from IMDb, for example. But, you know, where is the data? What have they got and where is it? And so let's find out where they're at. And we get them an, an, a, a, you know, a baseline with some analytical scoring against what we regard as best practice. So we have our own best practice view. We have our own data schema. We know the key use cases. And so what we're going to be saying back to those organizations is how complete, how accurate, you know, uh, is is that data and is the consistency there? And for example, you know, in some organizations where they had their own studio data, in the title field, they were concatenating different bits of information. So you'd have the title, but you might have series and episode number in the title. And so cleaning that up is not a trivial task if you don't have a system to do that. And you know it's particularly true of organizations that are now going to be merging different data sets together. I think right. it's been sort of not a big problem when you only you had one scheduled supplier who gave you scheduled information and they've had editors across that data but it's not like that anymore the genie is out of the bottle in terms of no one source actually can cover all the bases of what you need today it's going to be a, a variety of sources that you need to merge together to get that unified single source of truth and fundamentally an audit is the start process of that where yeah. are we now where do we need to be so which use cases are we focused on and do we have the right provisioning? Where is that data now? And how is it going to be accessed by our front end systems? And, and so there's a there's a set of steps you need to take, but they are there to be fixed. Yeah, it sounds like so essential to move from not knowing what you don't know to at least knowing what you don't know and getting a plan in place to fix it. So yeah. very, very essential. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie, for spending time explaining that. I, this is not a topic that I think we spend enough time on. 
It is uh, metadata is the foundation, I think, of pretty much everything everybody's trying to do with their service. So thank you very much for spending time with us. Hope you come back and tell us more. Uh, will do. Thanks, Colin. And I'm delighted to welcome Vikram Kulkarni, who is VP of Strategic Initiatives, EMEA for Gracenote. Vikram, welcome. Hey, Colin. Thanks. It's great to be with you. And give us a quick update on a thumbnail sketch of who Gracenote is. So Gracenote is the world's leading entertainment metadata provider. We have data across music, uh, sports, video, and really, and primarily, we um, you know deliver data that supports um, consumer-facing video applications, music applications, um, and just general general decision making within within the media ecosystem. So, tell us a little bit more about the deal that you've just done with Meta Broadcast with Barb. What, what's your role in that deal? Yeah, great question. So, Meta Broadcast has maintained a system called CCID for Bar for Barb for some for some years. And the main change um, after this tendering process is that Gracenote will be injecting its content metadata into into the system. And the system is basically a unique uh, identifier that underpins rating, aggregation, and reporting. Um, but the problem of duplicate programming is becoming more and more challenging. Um, as you know, content is available in, on many more places, right? You can watch it on you know, linear or VOD or streaming and on many more devices. And this means that the same piece of content may be showing up in many more places and may be represented by different types of measurement systems, whether that's from a panel or from a you know, census measurement SDK or, or something similar. So having an ID that ultimately resolves down to a single piece of content um, you know, regardless of where it's aired and regardless of how it's measured is a really complicated thing that's becoming uh, more problematic. So we were seeing that the uh, previous CCID system was having a challenging time doing this deduplication, which was delaying um, when ratings could actually be delivered. Tell us a little bit about why, why that was. Um, again, I think it's just the complexity of, of, of content being made available across any number of, of, of different, of different um, uh, channels, libraries, streaming catalogs. And Gracenote uh, historically has been focused on providing data for video discovery. And so that started with you know, sourcing and curating really accurate schedules to sort of make its way into uh, EPG or electronic programming guides. And that has since evolved to a uh, kind of program-centric database where no matter where something is aired, pre-airing, we know um, what that programming is and have resolved it down to a single ID. And the original use case for that ID is to underpin consumer-facing video experiences. So if you're using universal search um, on any kind of video platform, it's very likely that our IDs um, underpin that experience so that, you know, your... Uh, you know, um, a Friends episode, no matter where it is, is only resolving down to, you know, season four, episodes, episode one, and not seven different versions of it if it's in a different language or was a Christmas special or, or, or something like that. Um, but ultimately, that, that very same data can be used in this measurement application. So we've, we've built this really robust program database, and it's because of the great pre-airing coverage it has, is able to fit this use case really nicely. So it sounds like we've got a we've got a bit of a mess in a lot of the data sets, metadata sets that are out there. There are multiple maybe ID systems, there are multiple data sets, there are multiple there are multiple entries for each individual title. 
Is this a, a problem that's more generally present in the industry? It's very problematic and, and it's very problematic for consumer experiences. It's very problematic for measurement. I think in the previous uh, data layer, the coverage was only about 60% for IDs. And I think um, now that our data is being introduced to the system, it should be closer to 98%. So we've solved this problem, but it exists in all manner of ratings reporting. And right now, the major application is uh, you know, just aligning catch-up and linear to be the same program and produce a rating for it. But as streaming becomes more measurable and, again, more, um, you know, um, you know, continues to proliferate, this is going to be a, a, a big problem for, for anybody trying to accurately measure who all saw a single piece of content. And so we're seeing this, you know, crop up all across Europe um, with, with different, you know, measurement providers. Um, and I think we have a solution that should, you know, help them um, wherever we're measuring uh, content. So this had an almost an immediate benefit for Bob, didn't it? It should, and it does. So it's, um, you know, right now, I think it takes about seven days to produce the ratings. And a lot of that delay is due to the manual processing of doing this content deduplication. And because we come with that coverage pre-airing, we are able to help reduce the timing by something like five days uh, for when the ratings can be produced. And because this underpins, you know, really important advertising transactions, really important content decisions, you know, a five-day change is is massive in terms of the benefit that it bestows to the uh, to the ecosystem. So we're really excited about that potential improvement. Wow, that's 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 a big improvement for them. Um, so, uh, just in finishing up, it sounds like really, if anybody who's in the media business should really be looking at tidying up their metadata, right? Because we're just seeing more and more applications for that data. We are indeed. And, you know, it's, we, again, built this programming database originally to, to fulfill the discovery use case, but we're seeing it um, be useful in measurement applications as people look to their, you know, archival content to potentially make the, those into fast channels. That all needs good data to distribute well. We're seeing that, you know, contextual advertising is becoming more important as, um, you know, ID signals and cookie deprecation happens. Uh, there's more interest in content signals and potentially selling against that. Again, this data can be used in that application. Um, from a content analytics standpoint, we've got great data on, you know, what everybody's catalog looks like. So if you're looking to license out your content or, or potentially syndicate or license in content to sort of round out your um, your programming. This is a great, you know, set of data to be informing those decisions. So more and more, we're finding that you know different um, clients and constituencies within media are really interested in in the data that we have, and and we're we're thrilled that you know we're finding more and more useful applications for them. And this is certainly one of them. Very good. Well, we will look forward to hearing more announcements between you and Meta Broadcast in the very near future. Vikram, thank you for spending time with us. Wonderful. Thank you, Colin. This podcast is the property of Endscreen Media, all rights reserved.